Thank you for joining us on our Family First Life Tri-State Serve the People podcast. We appreciate you tuning in, spending your time to develop and grow with us. Follow us, please, on all our social media platforms at Family First Life Tri-State or FFL Tri-State. We love you. Keep listening. And I hope this information is serving you across the country. All right, everybody. Thank you for jumping on with us for our Family First Life Tri-State, your story podcast. This is um, the podcast. I got my man David Starr with me from Columbus, Ohio. Woo! <laughs> I mean, listen, man, um, I've heard snippets of your story. I know it's pretty impactful, and it dovetails perfectly into what you do today as a life insurance professional, but I'll let you tell it. The value that you're going to bring is immense, and I appreciate what you do every day out there, but if you can walk us down the path, my brother, of the things that made you the man you are today, we would greatly appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely, Mark. Uh, first off, it's great to be here uh, in New absolutely. Jersey. Um, so, you know, just to start with my story, um, you know, as growing up, um, raised with me and my sister, mom and dad, um, typical average family uh, in a small town. My dad was a business owner, so he always, you know, installed the business mindset in me, right? Mm. Save money, takes money to make money, mm. work hard. Mm. Um, so f- all throughout growing up, you know, I was coming up with different business schemes, selling bugs as a kid, mm. uh, five years old on my driveway, <laughs> to window tinting um, for vehicles and, um, you know, so on. Um, so I was always trying to come up with different ways on how to make money, grow a business, and I never like really found my niche, mm. right? But I've always wanted to come up with some big idea. Um, so after high school, you know, I went to college and um, and pursued of a financial advising degree um, because I just didn't know what to go for, but I liked working with numbers. Right. So um, it was. Let's see. It was about two years into um, college, and I was just like on the search for like what kind of business do we want to develop. <clears throat> um, my dad always told me, uh, "Come up with something that someone always needs, um, and that's always going to be around." Got it. So he had an auto shop. Nice. There's always going to be cars around. <laughs> There's always going to be something need to be fixed, no right? Doubt. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that ran since he's opened that since 1929. It's been uh, generational owned for three year, three generations and going. Really? Yeah. Who's carrying that out? Um, so right now, my uh, cousin Tim is running it. Okay. But um, my dad's dad ran it, and then his dad before that ran it. Got it. Um, so like I said, it's been going for a while. Um, I never really wanted to own that business though. Got it. It wasn't my passion. Okay. So I'm in college, halfway through my term, um, I'm home visiting one semester and, um, down in my basement, I get a phone call. Um, it's my sister and she's just like, dad got life flight to the hospital. And I was like, wait, wait, what? And She's just like, yeah, we need to go to Toledo right now. So we were rushing to Toledo, and all we knew that was he fell off some stairs. Hmm. It was his birthday. Um, so an hour before, two hours before um, that happened, he called me, 
and he like was just telling me you know he loved me and how much he appreciated me and he just gave me like the biggest I love you D that I've ever like heard and I was just like dad like I love you too like why That's are you crazy. saying all this all right. and then two hours later rush into the hospital don't know what's going on um we get there and he's already in a coma stays in a coma for seven days and um they tell us he's gonna have brain damage okay um if we keep him on a ventilator for the rest of his life he's always told us his wishes when we were growing up and that was not to be one of them wow so um we ended up making that tough decision to pull the plug wow and um you know, though he is a business owner, um, it kind of just put a little bit of a hardship on our family mm. um, in a- every sort of way. Um, I started hanging out with the wronger people and getting into things like drugs and alcohol for advice. You know, it comforted me, mm-hmm. and um, it was a hard road the rest of college. Um, just getting into more trouble. Eventually, I graduated, but I was, you know, strung out at that point. Wow. Not in a good place. Uh, Moved to Columbus with my girlfriend at the time, and um, things were going all right. Didn't have a job or anything, but I was looking, had a degree. Um, But I stayed stagnant for like six months, and that led me to get even deeper into the drugs, um, which led me into a rehab for my first time. Got it. Um. That stent was about two to three months, and it really changed my perspective on life and on what I was doing for a short amount of time. Um, It didn't last long until I started getting to it again. Mm. And then um, I found myself again in another rehab and then another. And I just, like, didn't know, like, how to stop or, like, what was going wrong, Mm. you know, and... Then I bought a house um, after that year of being in Columbus because I liked it so much. Um, it's supposed to be, you know, for me and my girlfriend. But unfortunately, um, with my addiction going on, it didn't work out. With her? Yeah, with her. Mm-hmm. Um, put her through a lot of things um, that, you know, I wouldn't want to put anyone through anymore. But I was really blinded at the time. So she left me. I have this big house in November mm-hmm. of uh, last year. And I'm just kind of, like, stuck. Like, I wasn't working a job. I, I just started a pest control job, sorry, mm-hmm. making $15 an hour because I just had to do something. I had to get up. I had to go and do something instead of sleeping until 12. Got it. Right. So um, I'm working this pest control, pest control job for, like, two months. Um, finally get all moved into my house, and I'm getting all these, like, mortgage protection mailers coming in. Mm. Right. <laughs> And I'm like, what the heck are these? Like, hmm. I've never seen these in my life. And um, I'm like, I wonder if it's from my bank or something. Like, I better call into it. So I called in, and I heard, like, a teleprompt come up. So I um, answered it through. And then I got a call back from Mindy Tibbs. <laughs> and I didn't know, obviously, who she was at the time. But she just scheduled an appointment with me um to go over the mortgage protection you didn't know mindy tibbs the rock star <laughs> not at the time <laughs> <laughs> no, i got you keep going so she set an appointment um her husband came out from cleveland to run that appointment with me and me just being naive and um not writing anything down not being organized you know still being um 
in this whirlwind of agony, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. know, trying to find myself, not mm-hmm. really knowing what's going on, just being in some dead space. I just didn't know, remember the appointment, so I no-showed him. Mm-hmm. Um, she called me again, booked another appointment, and uh, this time I was, like, packed up. I got my clothes on. I'm going out, leaving the door to go grocery shopping. Um, and, he, like, right before I opened the door, he was, like, there to knock. Uh-huh. And he, he didn't even get his knock off. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who are you? And he, <laughs> Still unorganized. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, our mortgage protection appointment. You remember that? And I'm like, oh. Yeah, I'm like, come in. I, I was just about to go to the grocery store, but we can get this done. How long will it take? Yeah. It's like five minutes. Uh-huh. I'm like, all right. He's coming in. He's building a report with me, and he's just saying how nice my house is, and I'm just like kind of like rolling my eyes like, all right, what's this guy got to say? <laughs> um, we sit at the table. He's going over my financial inventory. He's going over um, my health, and then he g- shows me some options for a CBO cashback offer. Mm-hmm. Um, which was a no-brainer for me. Got it. Um, and I told him I had to think about it. <laughs> so, it was a no-brainer for me, but I told him I had to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. I mean, that's just how That's it logical, is, right? Like, that's the obligato- obligatory objection from the client. Yeah, I mean, just me thinking I'm invincible, mm-hmm. right? Even though <laughs> three years before my dad died, mm. you know, I was just still in that mindset of, being ignorant mm-hmm. right um so he kind of presses me just a little bit more on it but since he's newer he i could tell he didn't know where to go with it mm-hmm. so he's kind of just packing his stuff up and i'm like wait hold on i'm like be honest with me man like how much are you gonna make off this sale if you would have made it and he's like it's just hourly i'm like no seriously like what's the what's the commission set up here <laughs> no serious <laughs> So you was really looking. Like you were, what made you, okay, you asked him, why'd you ask him that? Because I, I was at the time applying for new, like new positions. I didn't want to work pest control. It was getting cold. It was, you know, November, December at the time. Um, I was on Dawson Recruiter with my um, degree in finance. Mm-hmm. So I thought I was for sure going to get a job, you know, at least paying me 3000 4000 a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and no one was hitting me back. So you were at a place where you're like, I got to do something different. You told this guy, I want to think about it. Mm-hmm. He didn't make money, mm-hmm. but you asked him what it would pay him. Right. Cause I, I wanted to know, like, is this an opportunity? Because it sounded like, oh, like this is something I could actually use. Got it. Right. This is what my dad was talking about. Okay. So like. You saw the value. I saw the value. You saw the value as a person who could present this. Yeah. You didn't think that'd be difficult for you. Mm-hmm. And then you wanted to know. Curiosity, what keep, are you getting paid? So let's keep going. Okay. Um, so he breaks down the commission structure for me, make 110% starting out the gate on whatever annual premium. Hmm. I'm like, wait. So- <laughs> 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 I would have did the same thing. Keep going. I'm like, so you're taking this $80 and you're timesing it by 12 and then multiplying it by 110%? He's like, yeah. I'm like, you're about to make 1900 bucks off of the sale. 
He's like, yeah. I'm like, dude, sign me up. I'm like, who do I talk to? And he's like, I'll send you my wife's number. So I would have closed the policy. Did he close the policy? I'm about, I'm about to get upset. No. He, so he he did he try to close the policy at that point? No, no. Okay, he, Mindy, he, we got to talk to Andrew <laughs> about this. But I'm sure he's a much better person now, as far as that's concerned. Yeah. Now, now we did um, we did look at other options um, after that. Okay. Did you did you give him the sale? Yeah, I gave I, I gave I gave Andrew Jeez. the sale. <laughs> All right, cool. But you saw it. You saw the value. So and immediately. Sign me up. I was hesitant. I was like, you know, first thought, yeah, sign me up, which is everyone's thirst, first thought. Mm-hmm. But then it had to take me maybe a week to, it was about three weeks after. I was still working that pest control job, still spraying bugs, hating my life, making $15 an hour. Right. I'm on the side of the road one day after I get off my shift mm-hmm. and I'm just like covered in like bug fumes and like. <laughs> dead bugs and i'm just like almost in tears man and i'm just like what do i do and i just like remembered like mindy Tibbs' numbers in my phone maybe i should just ask her because she, she's the one who who andrew gave you her number and she talked to you well she didn't talk to me andrew gave me her number and then oh, just said like, call her you never okay we got to make andrew about a closer yeah <laughs> <laughs> thank god you're here oh my gosh <laughs> but keep going so got it. So you're thinking back. Okay, go ahead. So I call Mindy, and I'm just like, you know, what else is there left to lose here? So I call her, and immediately she starts trying to just scare me out of the position. I love it. And telling me how it's going to be hard work. It's consistent. You got to buy leads. You got to wake up early and dial the phone and be all right with rejection. And I was like, oh, man. And then she's like, but you're going to make a lot of money. <laughs> and I'm like, oh man. I'm like, let me call you right back. <laughs> <laughs> to come to Jesus. Right. Go ahead. So I call my sister, who um, is like my best friend. I go to her with all my questions. Mm-hmm. So um, I call her. I'm like, hey, Brie, I got this opportunity in front of me. Like, it's not spraying bugs. <laughs> uh, it's actually it sounds pretty crazy. Let me know what you think. And have you heard of a Family First Life? She goes, wait, I'm pretty sure my friend Emily Faust is working for Family First Life, and she just helped 50 families last month. Wow. I'm like, wait, 50 families? You did the math on that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, I did the math on that compared <laughs> to what he was about to sell me. So I'm like, wait a minute, that sounds too good to be true. Mm-hmm. But if Emily can do it, I know I can do this. Mm. So I hung up, called Mindy back, and I was like, hey, let's get this. Wow. So we got signed up. Um, it was, I passed my courses in the weekend. Over the weekend. Just banged it out real quick, yeah. Makes sense. Um, took my test like the next week following, and then um, right after that, it was a week after, went to convention, <laughs> um, was getting light or carry, licensed with my carriers. Mm-hmm. And then once um, I got out of convention and came back home from that, that week I started running because I was like on fire. I was like, Mindy, we got to go. I'm only wow. signed up with America Mutual in this one, but we got to get it going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, let's dial. <laughs> How was that experience at convention for you? It was amazing, man. Like I've never experienced like 
anything remotely close to that or I didn't even think, well, I really thought like, hmm, do all businesses do this? Uh, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, I wonder if all businesses have huge conventions with, you know, a couple thousand people and handing out rewards and cash checks and, mm. you know, Hall of Fame red jackets. <laughs> like, who else does that, man? Right, that's awesome. So you had that experience at convention. You were chomping at the bits to get on the to get on the road and start making money and helping families. What has it been like since that time? That was a short three months ago. What has it been like for you from that time with FFL? Um, so my first month was real tough. Uh, it was a mental battle more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, of November was November 11th was my first dial day. Um, went into a coffee shop um, and just started dialing like 130 more second chance mortgage protection. November 11th? You mean after convention? Sorry, Fe- February. February 11th. Got it, yeah. February. Mm-hmm. So I started dialing second chance leads. Mindy just threw me right into the wolves. <laughs> Gave me second chance right off the bat. Yeah. She's like, we're not doing final expense. And uh, so... We started doing um, second chance. I got my butt kicked on the phone. I think I set like eight, maybe 10 appointments, but I felt real good after that. No doubt. Real good. By the way, eight to 10 in your first sitting, first dial session? Yeah. Is is not really getting your butt kicked. I know. It's pretty cool. Now that that I look back at it. Right. Um, But it was just like the first time I've ever dealt with rejection. I didn't even like going through McDonald's drive-thru and ordering off the dollar menu <laughs> like it was tough it was tough for me mark <laughs> i'm not kidding <laughs> i don't think you are it's just funny uh, so first dial day and then went through that run day i think it was like the second or first person i sat with i um fortunately closed and um it was a really good moment and uh it kind of when that check hit 48 hours later in my bank account it kind of solidified that this was real right and that I probably wasn't going to be going anywhere else anytime soon. Wow. Yeah. So did you, du- like, what happened at that point? Did you double down on the work ethic? Did you double down on the leads? Well, like, how did you get to this place where you're, you go out every week, and if you don't help 20 families now, it's like you had a bad week. Right. I mean, you're you're literally helping 20-plus families a week right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I owe a lot of the credit to my uplines, especially Mindy and Matt Borsch. Um, they pick up my phone call every time I call. And that is a huge factor to my success is calling people, anyone, you know, that can give you any type of knowledge about where you went wrong or what you could improve. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like you said, doubling down on work. Um, Matt Borsch kept pounding in my head, this is a numbers game. Mm. It's all a numbers game. It all works out if you keep the numbers in your favor. And I wasn't really believing that yeah, until so I doubled funny. down on the work. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't this so funny? You know, guys are successful. They give you this advice, and you're like, meh, whatever. He's just saying that because he's doing, he's winning. And it's like, well, why would he tell you that then? And then you double down, and you re- what did you realize when you doubled down? What did you re- what, what 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 was your aha there? So if I double down on appointments, I'm double downing on the number of sets I'm getting it on. Mm-hmm. And if I'm double downing on the number of sets, that means I'm going to learn this business twice as quickly. Right. So, like I said, it's all a numbers game, and it worked out just like Matt said it would. No doubt. Um, 
but you know it's just a learning curve to where the more people you sit with the more you're going to learn and understand how to position products um, how to be genuine with people and actually care for their situation and not just going into a client's home and trying to make a check no doubt right so finding that activity zone is that something that is etched into your brain now it, it is, and I never thought it would be. Hmm. Like I, like I said I, before, I started working here four months ago. I was sleeping until twelve o'clock, if wow. I didn't have to work. Now I, I don't even have to set an alarm. I'll wake up at six. Got it. You know, and I'm, I'm consistently working hard. If I'm not working, it feels a little foreign to me now. Love it. How many appointments a week on average? Uh, forty. <laughs> <laughs> now this is. You're in homes, right? Or are you do, are you doing virtual? All in home. All in home. 40. 10, 10, 10, 10? Mm-hmm. How many sits? If you book 40, how many do you usually sit? Um, um, I'm usually sitting with 23 to 25. That's strong, bro. Makes Now it's all making sense. Yeah. How your numbers are where they're at. That's pretty strong. Now, as you're seeing this level of success... And you helped how many families in March? March was... I'm sorry, April. April was uh, 40, 40 or 50. Yeah. And then now we're in May, and you just told me you want to do... You're, you're tracking how many families in May? We're going to shoot for 80 in May. 80 families in May. It's just crazy talk. Um, <laughs> it's an honor to have you in New Jersey. And uh, to spend some time with you. What is your uh, is is the is the 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 lid lifting for you of what's possible as far as team building, sharing this opportunity, and helping other people grow? Absolutely. I mean, even things in life are just opening up, mm. like all the possibilities that I never thought were possible, or I was the type of person that could do these type of things. Mm. And the truth is, I'm not special. Right. Right. I, I'm just putting in more activity than other people. And that's all it comes down to be because it's a numbers game. No doubt. You're going to, um, you may not be in the auto business, but you're going to carry on the business legacy in your family. And your, your father's looking down at you and he's proud. So, I appreciate that. It's a privilege and honor to have you on here. Your Story Podcast. It doesn't get better than this, guys. You got to keep listening. David Starr, my man. Appreciate you, buddy.